This week's episode involves conversation about health policies that the humans voted on in the 2020 election. One of these policies is about abortion. If you're planning to listen to this episode with the other humans, and you think that talk about abortion policies might start a conversation that you are not ready to have, you may want to save this episode for later. End of warning. We're pregnant. Bro, do you even live? I can't eat another One bite. is usually bigger than the other. It tastes awful. It hurt a Wait, bit. Why is it leaking? Did you Whoa. hear that? That's that well, was not there yesterday. I'll have a second of it's totally I'm my the natural hair girl color. That's supposed to look like that? Don't worry. That was Deadly. I'm Terrell. And I'm Iris. Wait, who are you? I'm the Uncanny Valley version of Siri that won't get you sued by the Apple company. Oh. Well, in that case... Welcome to Health Science for the Rest of Us, a podcast where we take a super practical look at the body, its shenanigans, and the world of fascinating ways we try and keep it healthy. This definitely won't replace a trip to your doctor's office, but it may help you make heads or tails of how to live in your body better. More important than that, this podcast will help you look like a total badass at your next Facebook debate. You did it again. We can edit that later. Let's, Let's do, do this. this. I'm Sammy. I sound like a kid, but I am a very good, really very good virtual voice actor. Um, Terrell is working in the field, and Iris is in negotiations about her contract, so I will be your special co-host for this week's adventure. This episode should have been released the month before the 2020 presidential election, back when the people in the America was supposed to vote on their state's next bunch of future lawmakers and also was supposed to vote on a bunch of new potential health policies, including health-related updates to their state's constitutions. The plan was to describe all these policies before the humans went out to vote, but then Terrell said life happened, and that we had to wait till after the election. Ah, uh, election. Now the 2020 election is over, but we will tell you about the health policies that the humans voted on in 2020, and we will tell you about which ones they passed. Later, in another episode, we will tell you about the health policies that the humans will vote on in the 2022 elections. Now I will tell you about the health policies that the humans voted on with their ballots in 2020. These are called ballot measures. I will tell you about them one state at a time, in ABC order, and I'm sorry if you have to go to the bathroom. This is going to be long. I will start with a summary of the health ballot measures that passed and failed during the humans' 2020 election. Then I will tell you more about each one in details. Starting language level up. Level up complete. Here is the run-through of the 2020 health-related ballot measures for the humans who are in a hurry. In 2020, Arizona passed a new health-related ballot measure to legalize and regulate marijuana use for all residents over the age of 21. That went faster than I thought. 
California passed a new health-related ballot measure to provide new funding support for California's Institute for Regenerative Medicine. California also tried to pass a new health-related ballot measure to improve dialysis clinics, but that measure didn't get enough votes. Colorado passed two new health-related ballot measures. One of them raised taxes on tobacco products in order to help support housing and education programs. The other one created requirements for employers to provide employees with paid family leave from work. Colorado also tried to pass a new health-related ballot measure to ban abortions, but it failed because not enough of the humans voted for it. Mississippi passed a new health-related ballot measure to legalize marijuana, but the state's Supreme Court struck it down less than six months later. Oh! Montana passed one new health-related ballot measure to legalize marijuana and another new health-related ballot measure that loosened rules around guns. Oklahoma tried to pass a health-related ballot measure to change the way that it spends the settlement money it receives from tobacco companies, but this measure didn't receive enough votes to pass. Oregon passed three new health-related ballot measures. One of them increased taxes on tobacco and vaping products. The second one increased access to a hallucinogenic agent that comes from certain kinds of mushrooms. The third one decriminalized possession of certain drugs. South Dakota passed two new health-related ballot measures. One of them legalized medical marijuana and the other two legalized recreational marijuana. The recreational marijuana measure was overturned a few months after the election. Washington state passed a new health-related ballot measure to improve sex education in public schools. Washington, D.C. passed a health-related ballot measure to deprioritize criminal investigations and arrests related to a bunch of substances that includes magic mushrooms. Now for the fine print. We begin with Arizona. The health-related ballot measure that passed in Arizona in 2020 included quite a lot of stuff. It was called Proposition 207, and it made marijuana use legal for all residents over the age of 21. The most sweeping part of this measure outlines rules to allow people 21 and older to grow up to three marijuana plants in their homes, as long as the plants stay locked up and beyond public view. Some of the other details of this measure have to do with logistics. Under this measure, people wanting to get, grow, transport, or sell marijuana have to get licenses through the Arizona's Department of Health Services, and the first of those licenses go to nonprofit medical marijuana dispensaries, marijuana businesses that want to set up shop in counties that don't have nonprofit medical marijuana dispensaries, and marijuana businesses that are owned by people from communities overly impacted by the enforcement of older marijuana laws. Phew! This measure also includes a new 16% tax on marijuana sales to provide financial support to Arizona's community colleges, municipal police, sheriff's department, fire department, the Highway User Revenue Fund, and a new fund called the Justice Reinvestment Fund. This ballot measure also makes it possible for people convicted of certain marijuana-related crimes to have the record of those crimes expunged. 
Arizona passed this measure on November 3, 2020 after it received a little over 60% of the popular vote. Now we talk about California. The health-related ballot measure that passed in California in 2020 was called Proposition 14. Proposition 14 provides new funding support for California's Institute for Regenerative Medicine. The Institute for Regenerative Medicine is a medical research facility that studies possible cures for things like Alzheimer's disease, Parkinson's disease, stroke, and epilepsy. The work is very important, but it's also very expensive, and because their research involves work with stem cells, they aren't allowed any financial support from the federal government. This means that without help, the Institute would have to stop operations once their original $3 billion in funding from 2006 runs out. Proposition 14 restores the Institute's funding by allowing the state to sell off about $5.5 billion in investors' bonds. This will be paid back by the taxpayers over the next 30 years and will cost about $7.8 billion after interest. This measure passed in California with a little over 51% of the popular vote on November 3, 2020. The health-related ballot measure that failed in California in 2020 was called Proposition 23. If it had been passed, it would have tried to improve dialysis clinics after a similar measure failed back in 2018. That 2018 ballot measure was supposed to make dialysis clinics use their profits to improve patient care. Since that measure failed, Proposition 23 was written to create new requirements for kidney dialysis clinics. The idea was to require dialysis clinics to have a physician on hand during all operating hours and to set new rules for reporting infection data to the state. The measure was also supposed to require clinics to get permission from the state health department before closing down any clinics, and to prevent clinics from discriminating against patients based on the type of health insurance they had. With this measure, the state would have also provided supplemental funds to clinics to help them with the extra operating costs that these rules would create. This measure failed to pass after it only received about 37% of the popular vote on November 3, 2020. What about Colorado? Not to be outdone by the state of Missouri, Colorado stepped its game up by proposing its own new bingo regulations. That is completely real. Look it up. Outside of the bingo hall, the humans in Colorado passed two health-related ballot measures in 2020. The first one was called Proposition E. E. Proposition E. E. raised the tax on cigarettes and tobacco to $1.80 per pack and will raise the tax on all other tobacco products, like chew and cigars, from 40% of list price to 62% of list price by the year 2027. That means that a $1 product that used to cost $1.40 after taxes would soon cost $1.62 after taxes. Next to that, Proposition E, E also created new taxes for tobacco-less nicotine products like e-cigarettes. This tax will start at 30% of the sale price and will rise to 62% by the year 2027. 
The funds from all these taxes will be used to help support housing and education programs, including programs in rural communities. This measure was approved through Colorado's approval process on November 3, 2020. The other health-related ballot measure that Colorado passed in 2020 was called Proposition 118. Proposition 118 requires employers to provide 12 weeks of paid family and medical leave to any employee earning at least $2,500 per year, plus another four weeks of paid leave for employees who are pregnant or who have had childbirth complications. This means that employees on paid family or medical leave can receive up to $1,100 per week while they're away from work managing care related to a serious illness, a new baby, a new child from an adoption or foster placement, a call to active military duty, or situations involving domestic violence, stalking, or sexual assault. Wow! Proposition 118 also protects employees from being fired while they're on leave, as long as they've been employed for at least 180 days. The cost of this program will be shared by the state, employers, and employees, who would commit 0.9% of their wages. This measure does not apply to employers who already offer eligible leave plans or employers who have 10 or fewer employees. This measure passed after receiving about 58% of the popular vote on November 3, 2020. Colorado tried to pass a third health-related ballot measure in 2020, but it failed. This measure that failed was called Proposition 115 and it was a measure creating new rules about abortions. For your information, please note that the term abortion describes a group of procedures that can be done when a decision is made to end a pregnancy. Back in 2020, the legal options for having an abortion involved medications that could be used to end a pregnancy and surgical procedures that could be used to end a pregnancy. At the time, federal law made it legal for people to have abortions during the first 20 or so weeks of a pregnancy, but that didn't stop states around the America from creating policies that make abortions harder for their residents to get. Colorado tried to do just that in 2020 with Proposition 115. If it had been passed, Proposition 115 would have banned any abortions from being performed after 22 weeks of pregnancy. To enforce this rule, Proposition 115 would have created fines for doctors who perform abortions after 22 weeks and punishments involving suspending those doctors' medical licenses for three or more years. This measure was the first proposal of its kind in Colorado, and for a number of reasons, the measure was not very consistent with other, similar measures in states where laws banning abortions had already been passed. The main difference between Colorado's proposed measure and other states' measures was that other states' measures banned abortions as late as 24 to 28 weeks of pregnancy, in keeping with the science that guided the Roe v. Wade decision. Another difference between Colorado's proposed measure and measures from other states was that Colorado's measure did not have any exceptions for situations involving rape, incest, fatal abnormalities, or risk to the health of the mother, unless those risks are determined to be life-threatening.
This measure failed to pass after it only received about 41% of the popular vote on November 3, 2020. Now for Mississippi. The health-related ballot measure that Mississippi passed in 2020 was called Initiative 65. This was not the same thing as Mississippi's Initiative 65A. After being passed, Initiative 65 legalized medical marijuana in order to allow patients to possess up to 2.5 ounces of marijuana at a given time. In order to legally take advantage of this, patients would have had to pay 7% tax on the marijuana and be living with one of 22 medical conditions outlined by the state, including cancer, Crohn's disease, muscular dystrophy, and HIV. Patients making use of this measure would not be allowed to use their medical marijuana in public places. This measure was passed by popular vote on November 3, 2020 but was struck down on May 14, 2021 after the Mississippi Supreme Court ruled that having this issue included on their state voting ballot violated the state's constitution. About Montana the health-related ballot measure that Montana passed in 2020 was called Initiative 190. This measure was very similar to the one that was on the ballot in Arizona, except that the Montana measure allows residents who are 21 and older to keep four marijuana plants in their homes. Like in Arizona, the Montana marijuana measure requires that all marijuana plants be kept locked up, away from public view, but unlike in Arizona, where the health department would be responsible for regulating the marijuana supply chain, the Montana marijuana measure makes the Department of Revenue be responsible for regulating the marijuana supply chain. In addition, Montana's Initiative 190 places a 20% tax on recreational marijuana products and will use the money from those taxes to fund conservation programs, veterans programs, drug addiction treatment programs, healthcare workers, and workers involved with enforcing the measure's rules. Initiative 190 also forgives or reduces charges against people currently incarcerated for marijuana-related crimes that aren't illegal anymore now that the measure is approved. This measure passed on November 3, 2020 after receiving nearly 57% of the popular vote. Perhaps ironically, Montana also passed a ballot measure to loosen regulations around firearms. The measure called Referendum 130, reduced local government's authority to keep people from carrying concealed guns into places like public buildings, parks, and schools, so long as the carriers have permits for those guns. This measure also reduced local government's authority to regulate gun ownership by, quote, convicted felons, adjudicated mental incompetence, illegal aliens, and minors. End quote. When the measure was first proposed, it was expected that this reduction in authority would also impact local government's ability to enforce background checks. At the time, supporters of the measure, who include the National Rifle Association, claimed that this measure would help to foster more uniform gun laws around the state. Opponents were concerned that the measure would prevent local governments from enforcing rules that ban weapons at public assemblies, parks, or schools, except for in instances where the owners of those weapons do not have permits. 
This measure narrowly passed after 50.96% of voters voted yes and 49.04% of voters voted no on November 3, 2020. Save Room for Oklahoma The health-related ballot measure that Oklahoma tried and failed to pass in 2020 was called Question 814. This measure updated the Oklahoma's Constitution to change the way that money from its tobacco settlement fund is spent. Like most states in America, Oklahoma receives funds each year from tobacco companies who have to pay these states' settlement money for their part in increasing tobacco-related deaths. Before the new measure passed, Oklahoma was putting 75% of this money into a fund called the Tobacco Settlement Endowment Trust Fund. This is a fund that helps pay for things like tobacco prevention programs, educational tools, and health care. The other 25% was going into a fund called the Tobacco Settlement Fund, and once there, that money was being spent however the local government saw fit. If Question 814 had passed, the Tobacco Settlement Endowment Trust Fund would have started getting 25% of the money instead of the 75% it used to get, and the Tobacco Settlement Fund would have started getting 75% of the money instead of the 25% it used to get. The idea behind this measure was that moving the money around in this way would make it easier to get more federal matching dollars for the state's Medicaid program. This is about $17 million. This measure failed to pass after it only received about 41% of the popular vote on November 3, 2020. Meanwhile in Oregon, Oregon passed three health-related ballot measures in 2020, and the first one was called Measure 108. Measure 108 increased tax rates on cigarettes and cigars, while also creating taxes for e-cigarettes and vaping devices. 90% of the funds from these taxes will help to beef up the state's medical assistance program, which will be expanding to cover more people and expanding to cover more mental health services. The other 10% of the funds will be used to help fund, quote, tribal health providers, urban Indian health programs, regional health equity coalitions, culturally specific and community specific health programs and state and local public health programs that address prevention and cessation of tobacco and nicotine use by youth and adults tobacco-related health disparities, and the prevention and management of chronic disease related to tobacco and nicotine. End quote. That was a long quote. Based on calculations by the Oregon Legislative Revenue Office, a modest tax like the one described in the Measure 108 can generate $160 million per year for the state's various health programs. This measure was approved by the Oregon's approval process on November 3, 2020. The second health-related ballot measure that passed in Oregon in 2020 was called Measure 109. This measure is also about drugs, but this one involved changing laws around the substance called psilocybin. Psilocybin is a hallucinogenic agent that comes from certain kinds of mushrooms. 
At the time, the Drug Enforcement Agency had psilocybin classified as having no medical value, but in 2019 the Food and Drug Administration designated psilocybin as a possible treatment for depression, so Oregon's Measure 109 is meant to create safety standards and regulations to help increase residents' access to psilocybin. This includes creating a licensure process that healthcare providers will need to complete in order to provide psilocybin for their patients. This measure was approved by the Oregon's approval process on November 3, 2020. The third and final health-related ballot measure that Oregon passed in 2020 was called Measure 110, Drug Decriminalization and Addiction Treatment Initiative. Measure 110 decriminalized possession of certain drugs so that people found with those drugs will face a maximum $100 fine and mandatory drug treatment rather than criminal penalties. This measure applies to people accused of possessing drugs, but does not apply to people charged with selling drugs. This measure is being paid for, in part by marijuana sales taxes and by the cost savings that would come from reduced arrests, incarcerations, and other forms of official supervision for people found in possession of substances like heroin, cocaine, and methamphetamines. Without Measure 110, these people would have been subject to criminal charges, a maximum one year in prison, and a $6,250 fine. This measure was approved by the Oregon's approval process on November 3, 2020. Time for South Dakota. South Dakota technically passed two health-related ballot measures in 2020. The first one was called Amendment A, South Dakota Initiated Measure 26, Medical Marijuana Initiative. This measure legalized medical marijuana for people who have certain serious health conditions. It specifically allows patients to possess three ounces of marijuana at a time and to grow three marijuana plants if they have a prescription from their physician. This measure passed in South Dakota on November 3, 2020 after receiving nearly 70% of the popular vote. The other health-related ballot measure that South Dakota passed was called Amendment A, South Dakota Constitutional Amendment A, Marijuana Legalization Initiative. This measure legalized recreational use of marijuana and set up laws to regulate the sale of marijuana and hemp. This specifically allowed residents 21 or older to possess up to one ounce of marijuana at a time, unless they live in a place that has no dispensaries. Residents who don't live near a dispensary were allowed to grow up to three marijuana plants in their home, provided the plants were kept locked up. This measure also created a 15% tax on marijuana, where half of the money left over after the cost of enforcement went to South Dakota schools, and the other half went to South Dakota's general fund. This measure also allowed people with the correct license to transport marijuana on local state roads. This measure passed in South Dakota on November 3, 2020 after receiving a little more than 54% of the popular vote. It was overturned on April 1, 2021 after the state's Supreme Court ruled that it was unconstitutional. Almost done. Here we go, Washington State. 
The health-related ballot measure that Washington State passed in 2020 was called the Washington Referendum 90, Sex Education in Public Schools Measure. This measure was needed in order to allow another measure, called the Senate Bill 5395, to take effect. Senate Bill 5395 was a measure that required comprehensive sexual health education in public schools, according to an age-appropriate curriculum that parents would be told about ahead of time. It was passed in March of 2020, but in order for the new requirement to take effect, voters had to approve it when they voted in November 2020. At the time, Washington's existing sex education curriculum only included HIV, AIDS prevention. The new curriculum now involves lessons on things like healthy relationships, managing emotions, consent, and bystander training. The measure to enforce the new curriculum passed on November 3, 2020 after receiving nearly 58% of the popular vote. And last but not least, Washington, D.C. Not a state, but still, Washington, D.C. passed a health-related ballot measure in 2020 called Initiative 81, Entheogenic Plants and Fungus Measure. This measure deprioritized criminal investigations and arrests related to possession of plants and fungi that contain substances often used for spiritual or religious purposes, such as ibogaine, dimethyltryptamine, mescaline, psilocybin, psilocin, magic mushrooms or shrooms, and peyote. This measure passed in Washington, D.C. on November 3, 2020 after receiving a little more than 76% of the popular vote. That was an awful lot. If you live in Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, Connecticut, Delaware, Florida, Hawaii, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maine, Maryland, Minnesota, Mississippi, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New York, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, South Carolina, Tennessee, Texas, Vermont, Virginia, Wisconsin, or Wyoming, and you noticed that we didn't mention anything about your state. Know that we didn't just skip over you because we were so overwhelmed by all of those marijuana measures. If we didn't mention your state, it's because the place where you live didn't have any health-related voting items during the November 2020 election. But that does not mean that your state didn't have any non-health-related voting items during the November 2020 election. To find out whether this is the case, we would highly recommend checking out the Super User-Friendly Voters Guide at votesaveamerica.com. Of course, if you'd really like to get into the weeds, you can also read more about each state's voting items at ballotpedia.org. Together, these organizations were some of the primary resources for this week's belated adventure, and this episode would not have been possible without the tireless work of their research and fact-checking teams. We put their links in this episode's show notes. Browsing these and similar resources will help you find all the information you'll need to make informed choices at the ballot box each year, especially since this episode, while helpful, is in no way a comprehensive summary of all of our country's upcoming voting items. 
If that doesn't inspire you, you may just enjoy reading more about surprising and futuristic voting measures like California's mandatory music and art education funding measure or Montana's measure that requires law enforcement to have a warrant before they're allowed to search through people's electronic data. Anyway, that is definitely all for now. Stay tuned for more episodes where I can read again if you liked my voice. And please vote for this podcast by telling the other humans to listen to it so Iris will agree to come back. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Health Science for the rest of us. If you like what you heard, be a pal and spread the love by sharing this podcast with a friend. If you're not sure how or if your friend just needs some help, you can both get some quick tips from our fun YouTube tutorial. Just tap on the link in the show notes from this episode. To learn more about the show in general or to see some pretty hilarious health memes and videos, stop by our website at healthscienceforeveryone.com. We're also on Facebook in the group section and on Twitter under the name Health Science Podcast. That's all one word. For a limited time, Health Science for the Rest of Us listeners can save 20% on all NZT products at my online store by entering the promo code DARK42TOWERBEAMSUNSHINESTRAIN. No, no, no. I told you we're not doing that. My apologies. www.irisspecialtystoreforthingshumansbyclairhealth.com Iris! Sorry. I'm hitting the button now. Is that how my voice sounds?